Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very, very well, Sarah. It's been a been a been a good week. How about for you? Um, when you have a good week, I typically have a bad week, and vice versa. Uh, somehow we got to get, get this thing synced, where we're just gonna both come on and just say, "Oh yeah, it's just sunshine and roses everywhere." Yeah, I, I don't. I think I'm way too pessimistic about the world to ever say that, but. We'll, we'll see one day. Yeah. So are you guys as cold in, in Alaska as the Midwest or, or, or is it uh, a heat wave compared to what part of the country is going through? Um, it's Juneau. It's fine. I have no idea what it's like up up north in Fairbanks right now. But but yeah, we were it's going to get cold this weekend, which it's still in the single digits here it's not going to be it's going to be fine and we were joking and and somebody pointed out yeah just think of that the people in lower 48 right now with the, that crazy storm and weather and we're like yeah 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 i think we'll be fine it's okay well that's good that's good yeah it's uh yeah we were supposed to get like chance of flurries and stuff around here i guess tuesday night but it it, it amounted to nothing but it has it has been a little below normal here but Nothing compared to our friends in the Midwest. Speaking about amounting to nothing, let's talk about the DCEU. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. You you put it on the rundown. I did not. You added a new section. And um, because there are, I guess there's stuff happening. I don't really know. I don't read yeah. the news. Well, I think, well, obviously, let's start with the, the good news first. And... All our shows were renewed today at the, I guess, the CW, I guess, the Television Critics Award. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the Arrowverse and Black Lightning were all mm-hmm. renewed for new seasons each, and mm-hmm. uh, very, very happy. So you guys will have us for another season of, of Arrowverse talk. And yeah, DCEU. Let's just go there for a moment. So I guess. The, the worst kept secret ever, Bat, Ben Affleck is officially done with Batman. Yep, yep. Um, there is this, and I, I need to deep dive into a little bit this a little more, but apparently in the summer of 2021, so we're looking at the new Matt, Matt Reeves version of Batman, which yep. seems to be uh, getting back to the roots of him being the, you know, the original, the OG true detective. Right. We have uh, DC Super Pets, which... I don't know much about. I saw this. Um, Please don't let this be a real thing. Please don't let this be a real thing. I'm yeah. so scared. Yeah, I, that's how I was. But apparently it's something that's going to be released in, I think, mid-summer 2021. At least if they everything stays on schedule. And then, which uh, it won't. Which it won't, exactly. Exactly. They'll hit, they'll hit production delays and snags, just like the Flash movie has. And it'll probably get pushed back. And then last, James Gunn. And Zack Snyder have resurfaced the Suicide Squad. Well, actually, so, Zack Snyder, well, Zack Snyder, I guess, is resurfacing with, uh, with uh, I guess, a new zombie film. But Zack, yeah, but I did see where uh, James Gunn was, I think, officially announced today that he is host is uh, signed on to do the Suicide Squad, which sounds like it's a reboot. Looks like it's going to be a new cast, and you know, given that I never saw the first Suicide Squad, then I could go into this without any expectations. I don't know what was originally put out there. Yeah, I um I'm the same in the same boat by that. I'm actually the way I view this is why the heck are we looking at 2021 when 2020 
it's it's really the next phase of whatever WB and DC have going for it. That's when you're going to get the Birds of Prey, which I don't care. I want to talk about Birds of Prey because that trailer is stupid. That is the worst teaser trailer I've ever seen. Did you yeah. see it? Uh, I, I had, I honestly, I, I thought it was like a fan generated thing at first. Yes. It, it, please tell me a professional did not do that because that would make a lot more sense than whatever the heck that was. I do, I do not understand. The one silver lining that came out of it is I saw a really cool uh, gif on the internet that talked about um, they had a shot of Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad movie and they aligned it with a shot of her from the Birds of Trail um, Birds of Prey trailer and they talked about the feminine gaze and how there is a big difference between what a female behind the camera would deem beautiful and what a male behind the camera shooting these characters would deem beautiful and I thought that was really interesting but the production of this teaser is shit yeah 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 <laughs> it, it, yeah it, yeah color me un, you know uninspired and you know we've talked about this uh, here recently with some of these trailers with the MCU MCU about how um, they have underwhelmed us uh, and this one definitely falls into that camp with the it, DCEU it, I've, I, I watched it and I'm like are we supposed to take this seriously also Margot Robbie you're a talented actress but nobody likes you enough for you to be so much the center of attention Suicide Squad yeah, it made money, but people don't like that movie. It's like a hate watch. And <laughs> and I don't know why you want to continue doing this playing this character when you're you're she she shouldn't be a hero. No. And not. I yeah. feel like Margot Robbie wants her to be a hero and it's like that's not how this works. It's not. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I I don't know. I don't know anymore with all of the stuff that's going on, but we'll, we'll see. We we got a lot of marvelous things are coming our way that we can count on that are reliable. Yes. High production. And and meanwhile, the Russos, king of the kings of the cinema are now doing Deadly Class. Yes. Which dropped this past month and is coming out with their first ten episodes. And I started watching Deadly Class. Will, how'd you like it? I like it. I it's slow. It's a slow bird. You know, you're you're getting that first season. A lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. A lot of setup of characters, dynamics, relationships. Um, Laura Laura Condor is right now setting her, her setting herself up for a long career. Yeah. I mean, she's going to have to all the boys I loved before to drop hopefully later this year. She has this show, very different characters, extremely different characters. And she pulls it off. I believe both of them and I really like that. Marcus is a great lead. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the third episode today. And I was thinking about how much this is like Harry Potter. Yeah. 
<laughs> did you like take my show notes? Because that that was what I was thinking when I when I watched it. I've only watched the first two episodes, and to had to admit. So we had another. We have another teen drama superhero show, mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. or themed comic book theme based show. You know, we've had uh, in the last few years we've had Cloak and Dagger. We've had Runaways. Uh, this past year we had Titans yep. premiere. And, uh, and, and I really, I, I really like this and you're right. It, it is a slow burn, it, not as, I, I may be, maybe blasphemous to say this, but it, not as slow a burn with, uh, uh, some of the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it, 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 it is like, it's like if Harry Potter and became, you know, a true dark Harry Potter, not like the magic and stuff, but like mm-hmm. the Harry Potter meets, uh, I'm trying to think of a analogous movie of like deadly class where hunger games. There you go. There you go. That's, that's perfect. Uh, that's what the show remi- it is. And it, it's all the, you know, all the characters so far. One of the things I liked about it, one is uh, you had to keep your head on the swivel in this place because any moment, you could be the next victim of being poisoned or uh, given a laxative and get, and, and, and I couldn't help but think of uh, uh, deter burglar from uh, American Vandal. <laughs> I did not go there. I've completely forgotten about American Vandal season two, which says a lot, but, but yeah, I, um, uh, and I was going to say something and I completely blanked on it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but the, the uh, Marcus is I, I really like Marcus and mm-hmm. and that conflict, especially in the second episode where they do take care of uh, when he uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, a, a very pivotal event, a, a event happens uh, in, in in the episode and it really humanized these characters and his reaction from about what happened from that. Moment. Yeah. No, the the thing, um, to go back to your point about how you have to watch your back and head on the civil, civil, oh, swivel, um, the bullies, I, I like how, and I think you get this a little bit in episode two, you get a lot in episode three, that the show, as much as it is the deadly arts, they also know that they're dealing with high school and youth and that feeling of um, loss. You know, it's actually similar (laughs) to um, Into the Mm, Spider-Verse and not knowing who you are and and being given a gift. Only difference is these aren't superheroes. They're just being trained assassins. Or we don't really even understand what they're being trained for. And episode three leaves kind of subtly builds some of this um, legacy, dare I say, um, in history about what the school is and what its purpose really is and how Marcus um, and some of the rats may be challenging the system. I, I you know, it's um, it, it could have a strong, strong season, much like Krypton did. Mm. Um, I think it's just going to take a few. I need some some more twists you know i can only take so much of the the classism 
and yeah. the politics. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that, that the classism in politics does remind me, the, in particular the classism, it reminds me of some of the themes that we, we saw with uh, Cloak and Dagger last mm-hmm. summer. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, this, the high school trope has been well-worn, you know, a thousand times over. But I do like the, the way they have addressed that in, you know, again, like you said, Harry Potter meets Hunger Games. And uh, the uh, Benedict Wong's character, the yeah, head of the King's Dominion, um, I'm blanking on the, uh, the headmaster's name right now, um, Master... Doesn't- doesn't matter. You got his. You got his actor name correct. Yeah. You get ten points. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I, I'm really, really enjoying his his just his presence. Mm-hmm. It's like you know to go back to to our our Potter analogy. He's yeah. a he's a very Dumble, Dumbledore type presence, especially with Marcus and helping. You know, whenever he was, you know, he, I remember there was a scene where he had all these playing cards, like with all these all the students' pictures on on a table, and uh-huh. and and basically like, okay, out of this deck, who am I going to get to basically, uh, you know, do train train Marcus for lack of a better word, and and. You, you it, it opens this door up of like suspense, like what's going to happen with Marcus, and it, especially when you when you have this backdrop of the school and all the factions that are going on, as far as any any one of them kill each other, and 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 you know is he is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he have Marcus's good intentions in store, or is he going to you know Marcus has his reputation that he's coming into with this school, and it's it's it. it really gets you engaged early on that, you know, I'm, I'm invested in this series. I'm definitely going to continue to watch it uh, because it, it, it does such a good job of pulling in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it does. Now that we're talking about, it does feel like, Oh, check, check, check. I've seen this before, but at the same time, there's something about it where I want to see what happens next. I yeah. don't know exactly what that is yet, but I'm still being drawn in. And this has better production value than the Birds of Tra- um, Prey trailer, mm-hmm. but so does everything on TV. <laughs> 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 just, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to, that's like my new thing right now is I'm going to bring up that trailer and just yeah. be like, well, if you compare it to this, yeah. it's better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listeners, if you if you haven't checked it out, please do. Hopefully, we'll have time this spring to talk about it more as it powers through the first season. Yeah. And um and yeah. Well, yeah, well, super, yeah. Well, Supergirl's going on a little short break this month, so maybe we'll be able to to, to put it in that slot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see the shows are getting renewed, but they're also going away because yeah. scheduling is a it is this is bad um speaking about shows being renewed black lightning will get a season three and okay we haven't talked about black lightning in a while we haven't um i i find i found it weird that it took 
about two episodes for me to be like, yes, Black Lightning is back. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it took this weird, it's not an intermission, but this weird, here's what I'll say. I like how now we've started a new book, A Book of Secrets, and I really feel something that's bothering me with the second season is the multiple books where I mm. felt with season one, there was part part A and part B. Right. Um, and in this season, there just seems to be chapters and chapters and all of this Khalil, Khalil stuff. It is, it would have been more powerful had I not fe- felt like everything else going on around it kind of got put on the back burner, like everything slowed down just so you could kill off this character in a really touching way, but still just so you could kill him off. And I'm like, what? Why? Why would we need that? I, and, and Jefferson this season, he went from, from it really being an interesting dynamic that they set up, removing him from the high school Mm-hmm. Having him very much disagreements with his daughters who just he he also wants to protect and how that's being um, um, taken the wrong way as yep. overprotection and and kind of this isolation. And and I was watching these last two episodes and I'm like, where's Jefferson? He's here. I see him. Yeah. But. I still feel like he's almost being silenced while everybody has their moments. And I, and, and I kind of don't, I don't like that. You you know, you're right. And I, I there's, I know people complain about this with the, another, with the show that we're going to talk about here shortly, uh, where the hero is put on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, getting to your point about the different books this season, uh, you know, last season really explored was was exploring Jefferson's journey as far as coming back as Black, Black Lightning, setting up the stage for this, the ACA, the pod kids, and, and being a family man, introduces to his to Jennifer and Anissa. You know, in particular, Anissa's journey as, as far as her role in becoming Thunder. Mm-hmm. This season is shifted. So Jefferson's, is the, you know, we first had the Book of Consequences, and so all the things that happened where he, you know, had to deal with the consequences of coming out of retirement. Right. Um, the second book was the Book of, um, you know, it basically it was the bridge that uh, we dealt from the consequences of coming out of Black Lightning and then the consequences of these Green Light Kids and some of those things that happened with, with with the drugs and, and going to uh, South Friedland and you know seeing how the how the metas and over there evolved and and very it, it did go off into this weird place but in doing so it really set up this season has been really a story about Jennifer and her her evolution into lightning and coming to terms with being a meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, obviously, with her and Khalil going on the run, it, it you know it set up. I have it, all of the books, okay. so it it 
it be- began with the Book of Consequences, like you mm-hmm. said. Okay. And then it shifted to the Book of Blood. Okay. Then it shifted to the Book of Rebellion. And now we've started the Book of Secrets. Okay. So, yeah. So the Book of Rebellion definitely was Jennifer's arc. And mm-hmm. now we are getting to the Book of Secrets. And so we, we're getting that... We're learning more about Tobias and his network and how he came about, because we, you know we had Cutter, who is his hench, hench person, mm-hmm. and you know their relationship, and you know Doctor Jace is back, and and the Book of Secrets is also you know for the longest time we were trying to figure out what was so special about that briefcase, and now. Yeah. And now that book is being opened because he has the, you know, he has the tech guy mm-hmm. helping him break the code. Yeah, because Tobias always knew he, he he had a portion of the keys to get into that briefcase, but now he he has, and he's discovered, you know, at the last in the last episode, he's discovered where the pod kids are, and he's brought Doctor Jace back to help him with with whatever mission. Obviously, he he has, you know, Doctor Tobias is consumed with trying to acquire more power right. so you know so he's now we're getting to that book of secrets it's all the things in the bookcase all the things about the pod kids that you know over to over this next arc we're going to see how tobias takes that next step of trying to you know continue to build his empire especially by you know, having cutter take out the pastor and you know killing khalil uh, who could easily who, who was ready to you know, bring down, bring down the enterprise, but obviously, uh, Tobias shows his reach and was able to, 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 to end that. So, uh, you're right. The show is getting back to its, its, its roots. And after taking a very odd course, but I like the course that it's back, that it's getting back on. I, I really liked that final moment with Tobias. Um, no pun intended. It really brought, um, it breathed a breath of life into the show mm-hmm. as everything with Khalil and Jennifer was winding down. And and to go back to your point, I, I understand why this is pivotal for Jennifer. I just also question maybe why it feels like she's giving so much so much more story for to tell like how how she figures out her powers, how she mm-hmm embraces that side of her when Anissa it it was it didn't seem to overshadow Black Lightning it didn't seem to um to take away from what her dad was going through and I guess I I wonder if with Jefferson maybe he's still just back in the book of consequences maybe he never went through the other through books potentially Potentially, because well, because the secret's out now. Detective Henderson knows, you know, they are obviously working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as secrets, another secret was revealed in this last episode that, to Henderson at least, that that Gamby is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, all these various secrets are coming out, and you know, and I liked, I, I love that. Actually, I, I really enjoyed that scene of. Gamby and Jefferson and Henderson, you know, in the, uh, I saw, I think the official CW uh, 
Black Lightning Twitter account, called it the the Black Cave. Which <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. Uh, Why a- does Gamby always hang out there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm like, okay, that's all right. Yeah, okay. We'll go there. Uh, <laughs> they went there. <laughs> they went there. They went there. But um, yeah, but it was, but uh, but it. You know, utilizing Henderson to go to Tobias's lair and uh, have the camera on the tie and them working together, it, you know, it definitely opened up some some interesting story possibilities and really gets to Jefferson's point of you know not killing and uh, working within the system to try to make things better. Which, in a place like Friedland, it seems that uh, you know all of the underpinnings of society are you know are tainted from Tobias's reach. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I like the fact that they brought Chase back. I did not see that coming for oh, some reason. Yeah. Um and and I'm curious of what that does. I'm curious of how that will be brought up again her dynamic with Lynn because mm-hmm. they had some really good on-screen chemistry together. So, so I, in a way, that final moment when they find the babies, you're also seeing Tobias and all of his crew now, and you can connect each one of those characters with somebody on Team Jefferson. So, so it, it's kind of, it's very similar to Arrow last season when there's in the first half, they had... Um, they had one crew and it, it was against Team Arrow and everybody had their their enemy. So so we'll see. We'll see um, what what happens with Black Lightning as it continues down this book. Maybe we'll get another book. I don't know. We'll see because they're episode. Yeah, 11 and they have so they have seven more yeah. this season. And yeah. now the time Will has been waiting for all week. <laughs> Has arrived because we have not talked the Flash in some time, but we will be talking the Flash tonight. Um, season five, back from break, few episodes we haven't been able to talk about. Those happen, and um, yep. this week, member memorabilia dropped. Yes. It dropped. Um, dropped the mic. This is classic Flash. Yes. Like, this is the Flash I like. I like science fiction. I like when they're able to utilize the superhero elements to tell those kind of stories. Everything about perception in this mm-hmm. and the idea that your mind is protecting yourself. The All of that was so, so, so great. I wish the acting in some of those scenes, that little girl, geez needs to, a better actress to play her for me to that's, buy her. <laughs> well, that's actually funny. I, I channeled Poltergeist a little bit with her. <laughs> yeah, she was creepy. She got yeah. really creepy and really intense. Um, but I just, I, I like a lot of this episode. There, there's also some big plot holes. Um, there's some big seriously guys. Seriously, you do not, you didn't make that connection. What the heck? I thought these people are supposed to be smart. <laughs> um, so, so, so yeah, overall, I think this is probably one of the strongest, if not the strongest episode of season five. Yeah, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I know a lot of, you know, 
saw uh, in, in the flash bubble that I hang out in, uh, it was very, very split. Uh, folks were, uh, one of our guests who we have on here sometimes, Polly, uh, did really did not like it. Um, but well, Polly, you're not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it definitely, I, it felt, um, like you said, like the flash of season one where we had all, all the things, elements that, that you well articulated, uh, made it such a memorable episode. Um, what you did there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can, can we, can we talk about this? Cause yeah. we've, the one thing, something that did bother me, Will, is how right we are watching this episode because we've talked about the flash during season five we and we've we've picked up on things we we knew iris like is holding back they're holding back on future iris because she candace Patton. i don't give a lot of credit to acting wise she delivered her best performance in this episode the moment when nora Mm-hmm. Goes back to her and apologizes for how she treats her, and and explains how I should have also thought about how dad leaving affected you. Yeah, Candace's face during that scene is perfect. Yep. Her revelation, she doesn't say anything. It's all in her eyes. It's all in these micro expressions. But you realize in that moment, it hits her exactly what's going on and exactly what she's been trying to defend herself against. The realization that, yes, in the future, it's you're protecting your family, but your husband will seriously just leave you. And and you love that person and you love him for doing that, but that's also heartbreaking. Yeah. It is. And, oh. That yeah. got me. That that was that was a you know, I didn't I didn't really think about that until you just brought it up, but that was a very poignant moment. I was thinking more of the the what the, Nora was saying as far as the uh the loss and the and the protection, but but you're right. That that moment, uh, especially when uh, the uh, defense, when we really saw what the true outcome of the events that, as far as Nora's memories and Iris and their relationship, um, you know, when you put those two together, you're right. Candace, Candace sold that, and to, and and it was a very poignant moment of, you know, as a parent. Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't have to say anything. It's just those looks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it and, and she really did sell that uh, very well uh, in, in that scene. That as you as you as you really as you brought up, um, but uh, you know, I, I, there's there's just so much to unpack in this episode, um, because you know, and, and to get to, to uh, that, uh, what you're raised about family and everything and the quote mm-hmm. that Vaughn as Nora's defense mechanism says death, failure, another broken family, this is the legacy I gave you. Oh, God. Oh, that was just so powerful in so many ways. One, for fan service as far as, like, you know, it really captured everything that season five has really, you know, gotten to that legacy 
and they, mm-hmm. they talked about legacy and um and i'm going to tie this to another quote that was that stood out to me when i watched the episode is cicada and and grace and mm-hmm. and it was he thinks he's taking taking care of me yeah but yep. i am taking care of him and when you put those two things together it really captures what this season's about and i know it's been taken it's taken a while to get there and and i know and i know prior to this episode i was just like damn it this cicada storyline just doesn't do anything for me but that line when i saw that when when grace said that that is what really got me sold that's that has sold me on this season now why because it really gets to the core of what cicada is the threat is not orland it's her and Mm -hmm. and the death and the failure the death and the failure was barry and with you know getting back to season four as far as uh creating these new metas because if, if they had done different things certain places they could have possibly not created this this new meta threat with the satellite and the meta tech and so gracie lost her parents due to metas she gets her powers due to the 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 satellite and i realize now that she's actually the one that's control obviously it's clear now she's controlling orlin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and and, you know, and it, and it was her moments of in the episode where she's talking about, I hear everything when she was talking to Nora, you know, when he had a conversations, Orlin and, and, and the doctor and the doc, the nurse, you know, she obviously lost people to the medis. And so, you know, so you're dealing with, and, and I bring this back, you're dealing with one broken family, that being yeah. Cicada's family and, and Grace's family. Yeah. And then, and then with Barry, he the brokenness is him disappearing. Yeah. And, and when we were first introduced to Nora, it was that broken family. And I was thinking about how, you know, there's that that chill in their relationship and stuff. And this episode really captures, you know, breaks through that and it helps Iris realize that, you know, I, I know a lot of the Snowberry people will just go batshit crazy about this, but the core, you know, the, and, but this is this true to Barry and Iris's relationship in the comic books? It's, it carried it forward into the show. Iris and Barry are a unit, and so that moment that you talked about earlier and her showing, you know, her, her Candace's look as to Iris to Nora, as far as Barry's losing Barry, really shows that she is the core and yes, the family was broken, but they're going to get back together. Well, you don't know. That's something <laughs> like, like that's, that's the interesting thing about this as much as yes. Now, um, central city citizen, the found, the founding year has changed. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Small tweaks. Um, a part of me really does want to see this series end with that ultimate sacrifice. I do too. Um, because honestly, I don't know how else you would end it. You have to do it. You have to end it that way. It's 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 storytelling. I mean, you we talk about stakes just season by season, but really to have part of, part of the reason why a lot of shows looking back on them, you think, oh, it was good up until its last season. Mm-hmm. 
And I and I believe that's because the writers at that point are not willing to make those choices, even though there won't be another season. They don't want to end it in a way that um, that that is hard. Like you want to take the easy way out. Yeah. And and so I just I don't know how we go through so many seasons with the show always thinking about that headline, always thinking about, well, what, and and this is something that the writers still haven't even addressed. Barry's recognition that he's going to make a choice and how he feels about that. He's so far been so focused on Iris and her choices Mm -hmm. and protecting her and making her feel like, no, you, you will find a better way. You will not become that version of Nora's mom you will be better than that version Mm -hmm. well what about Barry why why isn't he questioning why would I give this all up right and you know and they they did touch on that a little bit earlier in the season but but you're right they haven't followed up on that point yeah yeah and and I and I like how this episode touched on all those issues Uh, to your point yeah the parallel journeys between Nora and it's Gracie, right? The little yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah, that that was really done well. I didn't mind the breaks um, going from all of this intensity in Dreamland to um, to Cisco and and Ralph at the bar and right. them just being normal dudes. Yeah, that that's fine. You you can't have an ultra. You you can't have too heavy. I mean, we're we're not even at past episode 15 um but but hopefully hopefully we're gonna get there we're gonna stay on track um with all of these choices that are currently going on because i I like it i like i like those questions about morality and choice and perspective Mm -hmm. and um debating and and what control and we really have of who we become right or and the choices that were made because I think that's the other side element I know from the the prior episode with discovering the meta cure, uh, yeah. the choices that the philosophical choice and I know a lot of people were not they were like whoa that came out of left field as far as Cisco's reaction but I had the opposite view I thought that was uh, a, 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 a very yes it was out of left field I, I will I will I will concede that point but i thought story wise it made sense given where cisco has has come from and and it was a chance that the writers decided to take and to me it it it, i felt vindicated this week by him finding the cure working these late hours and stuff and 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 getting to that philosophical question of of the choice and that moral question of giving people the choice to do it because now barry you know, you're going to have that, you know, the, the best thing that creates tension in a story and makes it interesting is, you know, when, when you have these moral quandaries and this, this show is kind of glossed over them for time, sometimes, like, for example, the secret prison that they've had in Star Labs for years. And now with this question of, okay, we are going to, they, they turn the things around. Usually they're always trying to like solve in the big bad. But this time, we're actually going to help the big bad in thinking, you know, utilizing Orlin by giving them this Medicare 
to basically hopefully stop this killing spree. Well, and, and, it depends and, you know, on if you still think that Cicada is really the big bad. Well, I don't think you know, Grace is the big bad. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not Cicada. It's, it's not Orland. It's, it's, it's Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so I guess my point in saying that is the, the question, you know, how, how do they convince him or do they force him right. to take the cure? And, and so it'll be interesting, especially, you know, given Caitlin, where she has finally made peace with her duality as far as Killer Frost. Uh, Cisco questioning it, but I think ultimately he, you know, I think he is, he's okay with being Bob. He had that, you know, he had a philosophical moment where he was just like, uh, I'm not sure about this anymore. There's got to be more to life than just chasing metas. But at the end of the day, we're, you know, he came back to the reality that, yes, this is my destiny. Um, Ralph is the wild card, you know, he, uh, he's there for the, the comic relief. But also, I, I, I liked the buddy moments because, again, like you said, there, you, there needed to be some lightness. And this was lightness in the way the Flash does it. Like the like the ice skating at the very beginning of the episode. It just set the right tone. It, it, you know, it's the fun and the lightness that was natural that we saw in the first season that, right. you know, was forced in season four. This this was a natural. It just looked like the joy. It just seemed like the the cast just had just fun filming that scene, and it came across as you're watching the episode. And that was another thing I think that really that I think I just from that point for of the episode forward, I, I just had a good feeling because it was that lightness. But then when it did go to the dark, it was like, oh yeah, this is this is this is the this is the good way that they do it, and and how they. Um, you know, with the, with the production, with the different shading of the light, with in Grace's mind versus Nora's mind, I mean, all those little touches, and of course, all the all the Easter eggs that they had. You know, like the Red Death, and you know, it, you know, that's sort of a backdoor again acknowledgement to Elseworlds and and Batman and. Will he be the big bad next season? Or will they just... A lot of times what we've seen with the show, they take things, elements from the comics and just make it their own, like Cicada. Right. Uh, I, um... So, so we established lightness in the beginning, good emotional punch in the middle, a lot of ties, a lot of things we've been expecting to get hinted at. Um, they, they dug a little bit deeper. And then at the end... They they um they did one of the most the biggest time the the time I've had to suspend my disbelief the most is the moment when Sherlock and Barry are talking everybody else is gone and Sherlock is like so what was uh Nora's yes. uh defense mechanism yes the reverse flash and then walks away what what the heck. Barry's yeah. this part. Like, we are supposed to believe that Barry is very, not not just, like, everyday smart, extremely smart, Felicity Smoke level smart, Cisco level smart, Harrison Wells level smart, and he isn't questioning, well, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe that means something. It's a dad. <laughs> He's being a dad. He's just trying to be... <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I, 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 a part of me wants to cut him a break, but a part of me is also kind of like, really, you, you're suspicious of everybody. Like, I, 
I really miss the Barry who was giving Jay a hard time back in season two when he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm from Earth too. I'm completely normal. Oh, wait, I'm a psychopath. Yeah. Where's that guy? Okay. Where's that he Barry? Called it. He called it. Okay. There, I, and, and, and I think what's more annoying to me is that the show, they should just retitle it and call it Kavanaugh. <laughs> because yeah. because the the thinking back about all of the different versions of Wells we've had, they're always the hero at the end of the season. They always are the ones who really do that master trick to to maybe not take down the big bads, but definitely set up team team flash too. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't know who he paid to get that job. Um, but, but it's, I like, why do we call it the flash when it's just going to be a Wells who saves the day? Yeah, that's a good point. And, and this was the first, ep- I, yeah, the last couple episodes, I, I, Sherlock has, has not annoyed me. He, he actually has, you know, he's gone from comic relief to actually being a very integral part of the story of what you just said. And which happens is, every season with happens. the Wells character. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. They should. You're totally right. You should. You should talk to Greg Berlanti and and, and Todd Helfring and just say just just call it the Wells. <laughs> Season six should just be the Wells featuring the Flash. <laughs> and what is that well gonna dry? Are you gonna keep going back to that well? Okay, there's still water in it. Got it. I uh, see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh man, it's just yeah. I, I have to call it out because it's now that I see it, I'm never gonna be able to unsee it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if this will survive. Granted, we're just gonna have another version next year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It'll be it'll be, you know, King Shark Wells. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I <laughs> I just. You know, and and it's just to be clear, because I know last time we talked about Flash, I think I gave uh, Kavanaugh a bit of a bit of I was a bit harsh because I thought his his acting in the future was really bad. And I still stand by that. And this these past few episodes, I, I like Sherlock looking into Nora. He's asking the right questions. I just don't know why it's him asking the right questions. Cisco. Is re- is also a great person. Why can't he carry that kind of like? Who are you? What is this? What what are is all these like? Like hmm. Yeah. Ralph. They have a moment where they realize that Ralph and Sherlock, because they're both private eyes, they they have a similar deduction, deductive reasoning. Yeah. Well, I think Ralph. I think they do have the, the deductive reasoning power. I think with Ralph. Given that he's he's still he's still the new guy to the family, and I don't think it would. Given his relationship with the rest of Team Flash, I, I don't know if he would be taken seriously enough if he were the one questioning it. But I mean, I guess I guess they take a big light of Sherlock as well. Cisco is like Barry's. I mean, but uh, you're right though. Cisco could be the one that could be the the one that could kind of push the, you know, to, to be that 
you know, person on a sh- the angel on the shoulder to say, Barry, you know, think back to you know, think back to Thawne, think back to to Solomon. We shouldn't just be taking people on face value here, even if they are quote unquote, even if they are family. Yeah, yeah, I, it's you know you're just waiting for that reveal and and knowing. I wonder if something that's going to happen is what happened with season two, where they they over they went over target. They they stretched out that turning point too yeah. long, and the viewers can only wait so long to get hit. And you, you kind of want it to go hand in hand. Timing yeah. is everything. It is everything because I know with I remember back to season three too, where you know we called uh, you know Savitar. Savitar very early and they just kept dragging it out so by the time they did do the reveal it had lost its emotional punch yep yep yeah and and i just i wonder because i mean we've called a lot of the emotional meets even in this episode back last year and and now we're getting them and i'm like how i like not only that we are but how we got them Mm -hmm. i I strongly appreciate that um i just i just hope that um, they don't over overreach or yeah. over over aim. Yeah, um, I, I think we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I mean, given now the weight that they have, the twist that they've done with with Grace, and showing that she is the the person behind Cicada, um, they they they. I think it was it it timing was it was good where they, they revealed this. It, 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 it was the right point. Um, and now I'm just hoping that they don't drag, they don't find like weak plot points to try to drag Orland's story as, you know, uh, forward uh, because and drag that piece out of it. Out. Um, the less to, screen time for Chris Klein, the better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely, definitely. But, but like so I said, bad. but to, at least, at least now, I I can't say that. I, I, there's still Cicada still as as whenever he's in Chris Klein's version, still weak. But this Grace and just that you know that those intense scenes and the way now she she knows who Nora is and and how they're going to channel that forward as far as Nora, liar, liar, liar. And she, and, and, and Nora is also now looking over her tent, even more so looking over her shoulder as far as being revealed, but working with Fawn, those two things I, I, I'm hoping over the next you know month before they take their uh, probably March break, we, we really get some, I think we'll have, I think we'll get that reveal of of Nora working with Fawn probably before the next break. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I I pray you're right. And um and we'll we'll see. Usually you are about the Flash and all Arrowverse shows. I haven't so. been respiral much this season, so I I I'm taking I'm, I'm jump I'm getting back into my in my groove. This episode got me back in my Flash groove. Yeah, well, <laughs> who would want to spe- theory spiral about Cicada? He's so boring. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Only <laughs> theory spirals is how did he get this job? Yeah, Why yeah. did they I cast guess, him? Right. Right. There's one last thing, and I know a lot of people were were. In it. I don't know how they're gonna how this will sync up, but the timing, as far as you know, in the Flash Museum, he disappears obviously after this season and doesn't reappear until 2024. So obviously, there's a lot of time things that are things that are changing in timelines and stuff. So will this t- will the actions of such setting up Central City News? Nothing news as that's our old paper citizen and changes the subtle changes that are happening. I, I can't help but one think back to Elseworlds and Crisis. I think things are going to get accelerated. But to your point, I hope they don't accelerate things to the point where he disappears and then we have him reappear too soon. And the other thing is, uh, some people are like convinced that the new older version of Cicada in 2024 is Gracie. And I'm like, well, timing-wise, that doesn't sync up. But, you know, but this is The Flash, and there are crazy time tweaks and stuff, so maybe Nora and Thawne's interference will accelerate that. And the older version of Cicada comes back in 2024 when, when after Barry disappears as a consequence of his disappearance. I don't know. But those are just things You're to toss rambling. out there. This is why you stopped yep. theory spiraling. I... Yeah, that was a lot of nerdy talk. More nerdy for me. And they're speeding up? They're slowing down? I don't... Yeah, I'll, wh- I'll, what is Will talking about? <laughs> yeah, I will cut that all out. <laughs> no, no, it did, it did get me thinking about how maybe part of the reason why Nora is working with Eobard Thawne is because if we look back at season one. Season one, he... He accelerated everything in this timeline that we were on um, with the events and the accelerator happened earlier. Everything is is moving at a much pun intended faster pace. And and considering he did that and yet the fact that Barry Allen still disappears occurs. It's kind of like, well, how can you change all of this and uh, and this event stays the same? Yep. Um, and maybe that's what it's all about. It, they, they have some good things to explore coming off of this episode. They do. They Hopefully do they don't stick exploring with the bad things and the boring things yeah. that they did during the first half of the season. Um, and that they continue forward because... This is fifth season. Fifth seasons are supposed to be good. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why, but they just are. They they have this moment about them, and um, they, do. they do. I I really hope. I really hope we get our major fast forward episode with Nora and Eobard in the future. Exploration of that. I. I've, I'm 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 fine with the amount they've given me about Nora and Iris. I want to I want that more of that stuff from Barry and realization of what he's doing, and also and and kind of second guessing his own choices or his potential choices, and and why why it does feel like Eobard is always pulling the strings in his life and what that means. Um. I, I think all of those are are really good to explore and um, just keep cicada in the background. Yeah, <laughs> just keep. <my>, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 
I, I yeah. give up on that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be, we'll see if they go back to the well. <laughs> wells, wells. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for us tonight. Yes. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me and send me tweets about your theories at Will M. Polk at W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. I think you should just cut your random theory spiral and place it at the end of the episode so our listeners can listen to us um, talk about where they can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T, and our crew on Twitter, at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>